0: Welcome to Season 3 of the Wild Child Kitchen Gardening Podcast. I'm your host Kelly Johnson of Wild Child Kitchen Gardens and I'm thrilled to be here with you for another season. We've got some great episodes lined up for you and we're going to start with, very appropriately, the very first thing you should do as a gardener going into a new season. We're going to define our garden goals and our garden personality, and this is going to help us so much. I'm going to tell you why. Let's dig in. Welcome back to the podcast, friends. It is so good to be here with you today. This is season three. We took a month off, a little over a month off, and basically just stayed inside. (laughs) We had record heat here in South Louisiana in the months of July and August, and unless you were growing a hands-off summer garden, you were probably waving the white flag. I don't blame you a bit. Most of us were. It was so hot. But now I can smell fall coming. And that means it's time to turn our focus to our cool season. Thank goodness. I don't know if you're anything like me, but I am so ready to get those fall vegetables in the ground. I will be thrilled to be picking collard greens and mustard greens and garlic and onions, cabbage and broccoli and cauliflower and Brussels sprouts. I'm ready for it. And so today we're going to start from the very beginning. Where do you start when you start a new garden season? Do you just rush out to the nursery? Well, in the Wild Child Garden Club, what I teach the gardeners that I coach is that you always begin a season by determining your goals. What do you want to get out of this season? And then from there, you have to figure out your garden personality because that's going to determine how you're going to reach those goals. You can reach the goals a million different ways, but we want to make sure that the most important thing happens for you in your garden. We want to make sure that at the end of the season, you feel the way you want to feel. I say it all the time. The most important question you can ask yourself about your garden is how do I want it to make me feel? Most of us would not say frustrated, disappointed, annoyed, but at the end of a lot of garden seasons, those are the feelings that we have. Why is that? I believe that in a lot of cases, it's simply because We have not defined our garden goals and our garden personality. In the Wild Child Garden Club, we call this, who are you as a gardener? What do you want out of this garden? And what are you willing to do to get it? I tell this story a lot, like in my heart of hearts, I would love to be canning and preserving my Pinterest board for dream pantries is huge. (laughs) I have all sorts of dreams with canning and preserving, but at the end of the day, I don't really enjoy spending days or weekends, sometimes weeks, preserving what I grow. I would much rather pick every day and sit in my rocking chair in my garden and watch the bees drink a hot cup of tea, maybe snack on something that's coming out of the garden or Some sort of delicious cookie or cake that maybe I made. I'm hungry today, can you tell? I just love how my garden makes me feel. I am at peace in my garden. I'm so content in my garden. Time just slows down. It goes completely away. It is a place, the only place I know of where my brain just stops. And I'm able to just really and truly enjoy. That is the most important thing to me. Well, that means that I'm probably going to be growing a very diverse garden that's going to include things that could be preserved, but not in large amounts because I would rather have variety than quantity. These are things I need to know about myself because at the end of the garden season, no matter how many okra I pick and pickle and put in my beautiful pantry, Bottom line is this, if I haven't sat in that rocking chair and I haven't enjoyed my garden, if I haven't watched the hummingbirds, they're back right now, y'all, my goodness. If I'm not watching the bees, if I'm not making herb bundles, if I'm not creating bouquets, I'm not going to feel how I want to feel. So it's up to me to create garden goals that reflect how I want to feel, how I want to feel is directly related to my gardening personality. I've got to identify that. I've got to know myself. I've got to be on to myself. If I plant five beds of determinate tomatoes, am I really going to can those tomatoes or are they going to end up getting thrown away, fed to the chickens, given away, and sort of eaten? because I didn't have time to get to it before they rotted. These are questions you've got to be asking yourself. Questions that I didn't ask myself for so many years. And I found at the end of every season, I was always frustrated. No more. Now that I just sit down, break out my garden journal, ask myself these questions, kind of get a feel for myself. Like I said, be really curious about myself, ask myself these things. I can create some goals that are gonna set me up to really feel rewarded, satisfied, proud, and confident at the end of my season because I know who I am as a gardener. After today, you're gonna know who you are as a gardener too. This episode of the Wild Child Kitchen Gardening Podcast is brought to you by the Wild Child Garden Club, a monthly membership program where we grow, gardeners. You begin in a simple eight-module program called Wild Child Gardening Fundamentals and make your way all the way to harvest in a community of friends. You have monthly teaching, live weekly coaching, monthly get-togethers, and an unlimited access to our entire course library so that you are always growing. Learn more at releaseyourinnerwildchild.com. All right, we're back and now let's dig in. Are you ready? I'm gonna teach you how to figure out who you are as a gardener. We wanna ask ourselves a couple of questions that are so important that we rarely ask ourselves. We never ask ourselves what our garden priorities are. We just go to the nursery. Oh my goodness, okay, here we go. We're gonna ask ourselves, what are our garden priorities? what matters to me about this garden? What do I want to grow? What do I want to eat? And how do I want to feel? Now, what you might be thinking is that what do I want to eat and what do I want to grow could potentially be the same thing. It's not. I love to grow flowers in my vegetable garden, but I don't eat those flowers. I love to grow herbs in my vegetable garden, but I could never eat all of the herbs that I grow. I love to eat edamame, and while I could grow that in my garden, I don't prioritize it, so I just order it when I go to a good restaurant. These are not the same things, but it's important for us to differentiate those things. And when we think about who I am as a gardener, what are my priorities? What do I want to eat? What do I want to grow? How do I want to feel? These are the things that come to my mind about myself. I love the beauty of the garden. I love making memories in the garden. I love inviting others into my garden with me. I love growing herbs and flowers. I love intensively planting. I love taking care of my soil. I love the idea of creating a soil that is only gonna get better over time. I want to grow almost every brassica. I love cabbage, broccoli, brussels sprouts, cauliflower. I don't think I'm going to grow kale this year because we just really don't eat it as much as it takes up space for me. So that's a really good place for us to kind of pause. For me to say I love kale, we eat kale, but I don't think I'm going to grow kale because I want to give my space to something else is exactly what I'm talking about. I have found that I love growing kale collard greens. I don't really love growing mustard greens. I find that mustard greens are always kind of like a sacrificial plant for me. If I grow mustard, it's going to be covered in pests and I let them have it. Um, I choose giant red mustard over regular mustard just for its beauty because it's so gorgeous. I don't typically eat it. I just want to grow it. Um, Those are the things that I'm learning about myself as a gardener. And as we learn those things about ourselves, we're able to make good garden decisions that then make us feel a certain way at the end of our season. If I don't harvest kale out of my garden, I'll be okay. I was talking to a gardener yesterday and she said, I'm just going to buy my New Year's cabbage. I want to do something different this year. That's what I'm talking about. It's these decisions that make you enjoy your garden, make you love your garden, make you want to go out to your garden. So then we have to ask ourselves, what is our garden personality? Now, this is really fun because when you think about your garden personality, I think like of the saying that we use in the Wild Child Garden Club, are you Martha Stewart or are you Snoop Dogg? I think most of us are probably a little bit of both. I am a free spirit in the garden. I don't have a lot of extra time, but I love taking risks. I love experimenting I'm a little more Snoop than I am Martha because I want to go out. I want it to be beautiful, but I'm really not going to spend tedious amounts of time in my garden. Um, And that's why I love the wild child gardening method because you don't have to. I love lots of diversity. I love to grow lots of different things. I think that those things make a wonderful garden. What do you think about that? What are your garden personality types There's a couple, and I want to go over them with you today. The first is the garden planner. Are you the garden planner? She is the gardener who loves to plan her garden. She will sit and draw that garden, gets the software for the garden, loves to plan her garden. She loves to create schedules, make her feeding list, follow a structured approach. She's meticulous, organized, and very goal-oriented. Or are you more like me, the free spirit? I embrace spontaneity and experimentation. I love to go with the flow, try new things. I'm not really as concerned with the result as I am with the process. I'm adventurous, flexible, really open-minded when it comes to certain things in the garden. But I do have a little bit of that planner in me too. We're certainly not one-dimensional, are we? There's also that eco-conscious gardener. This is the self-sufficiency, sustainability-focused gardener. They want to prioritize sustainability. They want to live off the land. They have environmentally friendly practices focusing on organic gardening, composting, and reducing waste. Some key traits are that they're resourceful, that they're mindful. They don't necessarily focus on the aesthetic and the journey as much as they focus on the result. And I can see a little bit of myself in that as well. Maybe you can too. Then there's the minimalist. This is the gardener who prefers simplicity efficiency in their garden. We want to grow lettuce. We're going to have one container of lettuce. It's going to be the most overproducing lettuce, and that's it. One container, one and done. We're finished. They want low-maintenance plants, and this gardener is always looking to save space and really use what she already has because she's a minimalist, right? Very practical, efficient. Those are some traits, I'm not a minimalist at all. Actually, I'm probably more of a maximalist than a minimalist, but maybe you can see yourself here. And then there is that community gardener. This is the person who loves connecting with others through gardening, participating in all the community programs, sharing resources, engaging in projects. They're very social, supportive. They just love to be a part of something. Maybe you can see yourself there. I would say I certainly see myself in that. One of the greatest joys of this season of my life is having this group of amazing women that I get to garden with every single day. It's amazing. I look forward to our live Sunday coaching sessions all day long. I'm watching the clock. I love growing in the Wild Child Garden Club community. It is one of a kind and there's a little bit of every personality in this community. And I think the more that we grow together, the more that we're starting to pick up these different personality traits of each other. And it's really interesting to see some gardeners who came into our program without ever thinking about creating a garden plan, just going to the nursery, buying what they need and planting, to being the first one on our live planning session every year the first one with her journal, ready to write out what she wants to grow, what she wants to eat, and designing and drawing her beds It's actually a really amazing process. And you probably see a little bit of yourself in each of these personality traits. And I think that the more we grow, the more we do sort of change our personality. I feel like I used to be an early morning gardener. You know, I didn't want to have any task that would take me longer than about 20 minutes. And now I find that while I still love to be out in my garden early morning, I am embracing like late evening gardening. It is so nice and refreshing. I love to sort of bookend my day in the garden early and late. Both are just amazing. And I, I don't know that I ever would have embraced that late evening gardening if it weren't for some of the gardeners in the Wild Child Garden Club. So, what are some of my garden goals this year? Well, I'll tell you. I want gorgeous vegetables. I am not going to grow a white cauliflower if I can grow one that's purple or gold. I'm just not going to do it. I love purple Brussels sprouts. I love rainbow Swiss chard. I love giant red mustard. I love all the flowers. I love all of the herbs. I want as many varieties as possible. And I want it to be easy to grow. I need my garden to grow herself. I don't have a whole lot of time to spend out there in the garden like most of the gardeners I coach. We have busy lives and very pressing schedules. We have babies to take care of, toddlers that are crying, husbands who are hungry. Some of us are newlyweds. Some of us are widowed. Some of us have never been married. Some of us are retired some of us are young we have the gamut in the garden club each with different personalities each with different strengths and weaknesses and we lock arms with our own garden goals and cheer each other on it is absolutely the best part of gardening when you can garden in a community of like-minded women who have their own gardening personalities and their own garden goals, but you share this common interest of wanting a beautiful, overproducing garden that is easy to grow, sees fewer pests, less disease, and no weeds. I think that is a garden that we all want to grow, right? And that's exactly what we do inside of the Wild Child Garden Club. We take our individual garden personalities and our garden goals and we turn them in to our garden musts under the umbrella that this garden is going to be overproducing. It's going to be easy. It's gonna see fewer pests, less disease and no weeds. And then we say, okay, let's grow this garden. So what are your garden goals for this season? Have you even considered that? Have you even given thought to what it is you want to grow? What it is you want to eat? What matters to you about your garden and how do you want to feel throughout the garden season and at the end in the harvest? I know for me, this was one of the biggest transformations I ever made in my garden because once I was able to identify these things and then be on to myself and know that, hey, I'm more of the free spirit gardener I'm a little bit of a maximalist i like diversity i'm very eco-conscious and a little bit of a planner i do like to plan my garden how can i make all of those things work for me in this space that i have and then all of a sudden what you're gonna find is that you are tuning your brain your mind your desires to those things and instead of going to the nursery and grabbing A four-pack of eggplant when you don't even like eggplant, you are strategically planning. What am I going to put in my space? You see that garden space as gold. It is the priciest of real estate. Not just anything gets to have a space in our amazing soil. So when we start thinking about what are our priorities, what would we put here, it sort of changes things for you in light of our garden personality, in light of the fact that I am a free spirit and I'm a maximalist, I wanna see all the flowers. I wanna see all the herbs. I want lots of lettuces, all different kinds. Those are the things that appeal to me. So if I know that, then I'm not just gonna grab the random packs of sunflowers. I am much more appealed to Multicolored zenias. zinnias i want not just snapdragons but i want snapdragons foxgloves delphiniums i want them all these are the things that make my garden uniquely me and without ever sitting down to determine these garden goals and my garden personality i can tell you i would just be getting whatever was on sale <laughs> that's that's part of my personality too i would just be doing that and at the end of the garden season I would be just like I was for so many years. Frustrated, disappointed, wishing I could have a do-over. And do-overs don't come every season. They don't come every year even sometimes. So we got to make it count right off the bat. This is one of those things that if you skip, you're missing out on potential that your garden has. And I'm going to tell you, what I've learned is that as I dig into my garden goals and as I dig into my garden personality and I really get on to myself about what it is I actually want in my garden, I come right back to the most important piece of what we've talked about today. I come right back to how do I want my garden to make me feel? And isn't that pretty much what everything is about in life? How do we want to feel? We want to love what we're working on we want to be proud of what we've built with our hands we want to be confident in what we're spending our time on and and we want to be really just overjoyed at the results of the things that we do and while we can't control everything in the garden we can control a lot of things and our garden goals are one of them then you can plan from those goals you can Add certain things to your garden from those goals. You can take things off of your plans from those goals. If you're like me and you just always planted eggplant just because you plant eggplant, let me take off the chains from your hands. You don't have to plant eggplant. One time at a garden club get together, we were sitting around talking and one one girl said, I just have a confession to make. I'm not going to grow squash this year. We don't eat squash. And it takes up so much room in my garden. And by the end of the season, I'm so mad. Go ahead, girlfriend. And guess what? Little hands all over the room inching up. I don't eat squash either. I'm not growing it either. I don't eat eggplant. I don't eat Brussels sprouts. My family doesn't like kale. And everybody got the freedom to say, this is what I'm going to grow in my garden. This is my garden personality and these are my garden goals. And you know what we learned that day? We learned that when we prioritize these goals, when we prioritize our personality, we understand ourselves so much better. We are so much happier at the end of the season. We feel so satisfied. We feel so thankful for the garden and what it has given us. We cultivate gratitude through this process. And it's beautiful. And one thing we strive for every season is to incorporate more flowers. Because as we are sitting around waiting on the collard greens to be ready to pick and waiting for the broccoli to form a head and waiting for the carrots to sprout, we can plant flowers and bring us so much joy and so much beauty, it will turn that garden into a work of art. I'm gonna teach a class this week, and it's gonna be on demand after, so if you can't make it live, it's okay. It will be there for you in a recorded form. It's called The Art of Growing Flowers in the Vegetable Garden. And this is one doozy of a class. In this class, I'm gonna teach you the types of flowers that you want to grow amongst your vegetables. I'm gonna teach you about cold hardy flowers, heat tolerant flowers, and even some finicky flowers that I want you to consider. I'm gonna teach you how to incorporate them into your garden plan and the benefits of them. There's benefits to growing flowers in your vegetable garden, guys. I'm gonna also show you how to cut, share, and save the seeds from the flowers that you grow. This is an amazing class, very inspiring, extremely fun. And you can really transform your garden by adding flowers. You can get all the details at releaseyourinnerwildchild.com. Join us. We would love to have you. That's all I have for today. I will see you next week. Welcome to season three. I'm so excited. Go define your garden goals. I have a download for you in the show notes of this episode where you can actually have a little bit of a guide to help you figure all of this out and determine what it is you want out of this fall garden thanks for joining I'll see you next week